you, the Lord. Hallelujah. So we pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this hour. Speak through my mouth, Lord, and bless all of us. Bless your people and let your name, Lord, be glorified. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise ye the Lord. Today I was, many times it's very, it's becoming very tough to figure out which topic the Lord will want us to, to share because I have so many things we can share. But I decided and said, okay, I prepared two or three sermons and the Lord kind of helped me to join them together. The title of this, many of us are familiar with this terminology in the body of Christ. Elijah sins. Elijah sins. That seems to be the topic I'm going to talk about today. But I also like to call it faith for the supernatural. Part two, because many of you have seen the little booklet that I put out. That was a sermon that was preached in the 1990s or something like that. Faith for the supernatural. And we can go from First John chapter 1. The epistle of First John chapter 1. Just to more or less do a rebuttal on that faith, of that, uh, faith for the supernatural. And then I'm going to tie it to what we mean by the Elijah sins. That we all believe that God is calling people at this end time to be in that category of Elijah sins. And what, what does it mean by Elijah sins? And I will briefly summarize that. First John chapter 1, verse 1. Somebody put that on the screen for me. He said, this is Apostle John telling us about how, how they come to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Now, what did he mean by something we have heard about? Let me just summarize it for you here. In the days of Apostle John, the rabbis have been telling them about, Moses spoke about a prophet is coming. Moses spoke about a prophet is coming. Because when you search the Bible, you see some stories like said, Martha was talking to Jesus Christ in John chapter 11. He said, I believe you are the son of God that should come into the world. Where did that idea come from? The rabbis have been telling them some of these things. That there is a son of God or is going to be a Messiah. And they, they were expecting something in that generation. So, Apostle John said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word of life. What is this word of life? Many of us know that I can give a testimony of myself when I was growing up, not even a believer, just following my parents to mosque or whatever, and so I'm going to church. And 10 years old, we would discuss this thing and say, supernatural power. God can do great things. God can do all things. And we say, well, this mighty thing, what who can do it? I say, God. 
Then we were told about some men of legend in the olden days. Things happened, like Elijah the prophet, like Moses. And King David in Psalm 44 also mentioned the same thing. Our fathers have told us, oh God, because people always look back to what has happened in the past and say, God did great things, wow. And then they look for the future and never see what God is doing in their time. Because King David, we can look back at King David's time and say, wow, King David, he killed Goliath. But in his own time, he was still looking back to Moses. God divided the rest for our fathers. And by the time of the Apostle John, they were hearing these same legendary stories. How God did great things for their fathers. And that is what he was talking about. We have heard about it. He said, now he manifested to us. Which means, this same spirit. It's a spirit. That was working from the days of old. That a manifested to a man called Enoch. Told, told Enoch, follow me. And Enoch followed him till he disappeared without seeing it. Manifested some people, Abraham, manifested some people with some small promises, some bigger promises, but he has given the promise to everybody. But it's a spirit. And it was manifested to man because he created this man, woman oh, upon him. And that was what Apologians said, we heard about him. Our fathers told about him. He manifested to us. Can look at the story in the book of Judges. Gideon said, where is all these miracles that our father told us? Now the Midianites are pursuing us who are running Elta Skelter. But the angel of the Lord was there. He manifested again to Gideon and said, oh, you can go in this your strength. He said, not me. He said, well, I've sent you. Have I not sent thee? The same spirit was manifesting. And that was what Apostle John was saying in this first John. He said, what we have heard with our ears, now we saw him, he manifested to us also. And he said, now for verse 2, he said, for the life, it is a life, it's a life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness, that was verse 2, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. In short, what he was saying was that the life these prophets of old lived, that great things happened to them, mighty things happened to them, that we talk about them as men of legion. That life is actually a spirit. And they were following him, and great things we have heard about Elijah, Elisha, all those things, it manifested to Apostle John. Say, we have seen him, let me show you, in Gospel of John, chapter 2, or chapter 1. When they saw him, when they saw this spirit, that manifested to them, look at what they were telling one another. In John chapter 1. I'll show you in a moment. One of, the, one, of the, one of the people, Philip. In verse 44 and 45. Now, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip founded Nathanael and said unto him, what did he say to Nathanael? We have found him. You mean they were looking for somebody. They were looking for this man, this spirit that was manifesting life. They were looking for that. They said, we have found him. Of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did right. Now he gave him the name Jesus of Nazareth. The son of Joseph. He thought he was the son of Joseph. 
and Nathaniel said, well, can anything come out of Nazareth? But when Nathaniel finally saw him, he said, Dad, the son of God. So what am I saying? Apostle Paul is saying, this same spirit that manifests to our great, great men of old that we know great things happen to them, through them, he has manifested to them. But you know something? He has manifested to us also. The Lord Jesus Christ is his name. And he's calling you and me to come unto him. So that these supernatural things that happen, let me just list some of them that we read about. Start from Genesis chapter 50 or chapter 30, you, verse 37, you see Jacob's rod. That looks like, is that supernatural? Jacob's rod, they put rods in the water and the animals were drinking from that water where he put the rod and the animals were conceiving whatever he preferred. Ring streaks and stripes. Supernatural. Moses' rod. You know the story of Moses? The rod turned to serpent. And many other things that happened. He also mentioned water turned to blood with the rod of Moses. He turned dust to lies in the rod of, with the rod of Moses. He divided the Red Sea with the rod of Moses. He bring water out of the rod with the rod of Moses. Those are supernatural things. It look like, well, scientists may try to explain all of these things. But see, these are the things that they heard and say, how did they get this thing? What was manifested to them? That same life that manifested from the beginning and it's manifest, it came to them in the days of the Apostle John. And they followed him. And now yeah, they have reported it to us and we are also following him, Jesus. Amen. And he's calling you also. And that was what this faith for the supernatural is about that you would have to realize that these supernatural things that happen, it can still happen. And God is still calling you and me to come and follow. Because when you follow him, people say, oh, you can't get anything from this God. is so holy. You can't get anything. He say, he will help you with that. He say, come as you are. Praise the Lord. And then when you come, he will cleanse you up. Praise the Lord. Now, that, you can go on after all these great men, Elijah the prophet, fed by ravens, Elisha did some wonderful things in Israel, sent away the Syrian army and many other things that you have read about. Then came the, the spirit himself, Jesus himself manifested to man or not. And it's like the one that I've been saying. The Bible says this is the light that shined, that lighted every man that coming into the world. That was Jesus. Now he came by himself. He came by himself. The man that I've been saying that I've been manifesting to these men of old. Now he appeared and said, John, you see, you, they didn't recognize him. He was calling them, follow me. Has anybody ever did that before him? Not Moses. I mean, he saw this man that was Levi, they call him Matthew, Pascoletto, follow me. And he followed him. Peter and his brother said, I will make you features of men. He was calling people. And that is, that should make them, that should have given them an opening. Who is this fellow calling them to follow him? No other prophet has ever done that. Because he is the one, the one that has been sending all these prophets all along himself manifested as a prophet. And then he, and he said, I have the power to lead up my life and I have the power to take it up again. No man take my life from me. But he, because they always say he shrouded himself in mystery. Now what happened? After he resurrected, 
enter into the room with them and say, well, they were all scared. Said, Why are you scared? Touch me and see that a spirit has no flesh and bone as you see me have. It was not a ghost. Because they have heard of people can, there are many people who are afraid to go to the places where they have the, the grave places. And the Peter was not afraid. He went there and said, well, the body is not here, all right? But when they manifested to them, they were scared. Maybe they have seen a spirit, a ghost. They said, touch me and see. It is the same physical flesh and bone that was sleeping in the grave, that was crucified, that he took out. But now he has transformed to something that he can appear, he can disappear, he can come in, he can come out. And that is what he is taking us to. Because he said, follow me and you will be like me. You want to be like Jesus? That is the call. He's calling us to come and be like him. The, the God man himself, when he manifested, he was showing to us that if you follow me, he said that you will be like me. He said, come. When he started calling them, I remember a testimony real quick. I was in this place and Lord, it was a vision. Lord said, follow, and I was following him. And when, he, when you follow him, you are going to be led to pick up some gems. Say, pick this one up. You need this one. As you pass in, follow him. Say, pick that one up. You are going to need that one. Because we are what? We are soldiers of Christ. Praise the Lord. That is what the Lord is, is going to deck you. He's going to deck you with that supernatural. So you want that supernatural power? He's going to deck you with supernatural power, but you have to first come as you are. And then he's going to cleanse you up. Sanctification. I was saying in that first part, I said, the very important thing is God wants you to be sanctified. Because this power that we are talking about, the supernatural power, he wants to deck us with. You can't use it wrongly. You can't abuse it. You have to use it the way he wants. And how does he want? It is righteousness, holiness, love. That's one of the things that he said he will want to sanctify you first and put in you his kind of spirit, humility. He will want to put that in us before we can use his power. Because many of us want this supernatural power. We want to be able to do this, cast out devils and do, and but he said, all of those things will come when we become sons of God. When we become like him. So the first important, the most important thing is trying to get us to be like him. Because many people want his power that he demonstrated on earth, but that power comes when you become like him. If you are a son, you can go into your father's house and open the refrigerator and take anything you like and eat also. But if you are just a beggar, knocking on the door, can you give me something? They hand you, I'll go, go away. You just hand you something. Many people, they're just trying to get something from the Lord. But he wants you to be a son. Amen? And to be a son, you've got to have his characteristics. You have to be what? Saints. And that's where I get into where we call Elijah sins. Why, do, why is the terminology Elijah sins for this end time? Because open, give me Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. The Lord said, remember ye the Lord of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Oreb for all Israel, with his statutes and judgments. Next verse, verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great 
and dreadful day of the Lord. Why did the Lord say Elijah the prophet? And the Lord Jesus Christ also gave us another thing when he was preaching. He said, the least in this kingdom, in the kingdom of God, is going to be greater who? Greater than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist has the Elijah anointing. Because he told them when they were saying, didn't the rabbi say Elijah should come first? He said, Elijah has already come, and they have done the same thing, which means more, John the Baptist came in form of Elijah the prophet. Not the old Elijah that went up, it's the Elijah's anointing. Now God said, I will send them Elijah the prophet again. He's simply saying, he's going to send that anointing again, and that's why people, believers, and listeners say, there's going to be Elijah company of sins company of saints. But let's look. What are the characteristics of the Elijah the prophet that we are talking about? Fearlessness is what I want to first point out. Fearlessness. Remember Elijah the prophet? The first time they saw him, he stood before Ahab the king. In 1 Kings chapter 17. And proclaimed that there will be no rain, no dew, except by my word. And they thought, well, who is he? And let him go. Until they were looking for him when there was no rain. They were looking everywhere for him. And they couldn't find him. And that was, and then he came at another point where he was standing. He had to call fire to destroy. Those are confrontation with the armies of the world. But that is some fearlessness that you are ready to stand before kings. Which John the Baptist had because the arrow had to cut his head off. So that is the fearlessness of John the, of, of John the Baptist that is also characteristic of Elijah the prophet. And I said, we are called to be saints of the Most High God. Every one of us, we are called to be saints. And who has, what are saints? You can see the first place the word saints were mentioned is in the book of Daniel. Chapter 8, verse 13 and 14. Daniel said the, the one saint was talking to another saint, and people thought, well, there must be some group of angels in heaven. No, God is saying, we human beings are the saints that are being made saints. And then you see the reference to it in all the letters of Apostle Paul, when he said, to the saints. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. All of those places, Apostle Paul said, we are called to be saints. You and I, the call of the Lord upon us is to make us saints of the Most High God. When you are born again, you are a saint of God. Holy people. Now, he said we are to come to the perfecting of the saints. So we need to be perfected. Amen? So if we are to be perfected, that is bringing us to that level that God wants Elijah saints. Where you can stand and declare the name of the Lord, not being afraid for your life. Because in the book of Revelation chapter 12, what the Bible say, how did they overcome the dragon? Verse 11. Say so they overcame the dragon by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and you see, conjunction. And they love not their lives unto the death. So that is what God is expecting from you and me. As saints, Get to that Elijah company of saints to that level, you love not your life unto the death. Then God can really use you. 
then God can really build you up to the point where he can put the power that you saw, power for the supernatural. Faith for that supernatural will begin to rise up in you because you are no more afraid for your life. You are ready to stand before kings and tell the truth in love. Amen? Because sometimes people, when people are young, they, they want to tell the truth, but they turn into fight. Fist fight. No, he said, you still telling the truth in love, but you are not going to shake. You are not turning back. This is the truth. And they might slap you for telling the truth. They might really be angry at you for telling the truth, but you are still going to tell the truth in love. Like you see the story of Stephen, the first martyr in the, first, in the New Testament. We would be, he told them the truth to the point the Holy Ghost said, you stiff naked. He was telling this, all of these Jews and rabbis and Sanhedrin, stiff naked. Well, it's, it's the Holy Ghost that's talking through him by this time. And they stoned him for that. And he was killed. But when he was dying, he said, lay down this to their charge. That is the, the humility, the love God wants to get in us. We must get to that level where we can say, lay down this to their charge. Because the Holy Ghost is in control of our body, of our soul. Praise the Lord. So that is the saints that is calling out to be saints. And remember, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, he already told us that we are to become like angels. We are to be as angels when we are all completed. We'll be as angels. Because many times people wonder that uh, when you look at the book of Revelation, we are the seven angels, that's what Apostle John called them, the seven angels that are the seven last plagues of the wrath of God to go and point upon the earth. It was said that they were angels, Revelation chapter 16, starting from chapter 15. These seven angels appeared in heaven, clothed in white. And they were the one that all the vows of the wrath of God, they're going to pour upon you. But you see something? John Apostle John said, the first, after they have done that thing in chapter 16, one of them came to Apostle John and said, come, let me show you the judgment of the great war. That was when he showed to him the Babylon, the mystery Babylon. Another one among the seven angels, the first one, he, after that one showed to him, he said he wanted to fall down and worship this angel. He said, wait a minute, I am one of you. I am one of you. It means that angel was not spiritual angel, it was a saint. A believer that has passed on. Could be old-time believer, old-time saints, old, old testament saints or new testament saints, they have passed on. God is making us become angels. So that is the purpose I'm pointing that one out. The second angel, the second angel showed to him that come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife, and he showed him the city, the New Jerusalem. And when he said he wanted to fall down before these angels, he said, no, I am one of the prophets. So what am I saying? I'm saying we, saints of God, we are children of God, we are going to become like angels in the end. So those are just Bible points to make us to see that yes, this is what God planned for you and me. To bring us to that Elijah company of saints, we must remember the fearlessness. I'm going to point to, sec point to Second Samuel chapter 23 in a moment. In Second Samuel chapter 23, I talk about fearlessness. Because this, well, this, this race we are, we are in is actually a warfare. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there.
and I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, you can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.